0: For 12 years in a row, ranking Arizona's number one most trusted referral network, rosyonthehouse.com. And we're privileged and happy to have you. And over three decades of Rosie on the House.
1: 2022. At my house. Rosie on the house. Come on in. Thank you for tuning again. We're here to talk about your house, home, castle, or cabin. Here in the new year, I heard a, search, a survey just the other day that the organization Zillow uh, surveyed homeowners from across the country and determined that 72% of all homeowners we're, going, we're planning on starting a home improvement or maintenance or repair project in this year. We've had some life-changing experiences the last two years, and I think this is driving a lot of the activity. I'd be curious, what project have you got started that you may need help getting finished? Or what project are you contemplating getting started? any of those projects that you're thinking about for remodeling or improving or updating your home give us a ring we've been doing it statewide in arizona for a whole bunch of years over 45 years so we know the arizona construction market we know the arizona contractors we know the arizona techniques that are specific to this state that are we do things different here we have to than they do anywhere else. So if you've got that project you'd like to visit with, give us a ring at one 767 I'm here in studio with my son, Romy. We have my wife, sweet Jennifer, call screening. We'll get your name and your question. And we've got Gary D running the program engineer board. So we're all set for you. If you'd like to call, now is the time the lines are empty one triple eight seven six seven 43 48 now before we start taking the calls let me just let me just talk to any of you that are in the trades um, Rosie remodeling is going through a little bit of a growth curve and we're in need to interview anyone in the remodeling, superintendent, hands-on, handyman sphere of work. If 72% of the homeowners are going to try to tackle a project next year, we've got to try and be ready for that. So if you're in the trades and you're looking for a step up in your career, feel free to get in touch with us at Rosie Wright Remodeling. And uh, Rosie on the House Radio Production Company is also shuffling some administrative jobs, and we're in need of some help in the office. So if you're in the construction trades and you're looking to improve your career, I don't know any Rosie on the House network member that isn't hiring right now. So maybe you've had it a little bit with wherever you are and you want to upgrade. Go ahead and contact one of the Rosie on the House partners. I'd like to give a shout out to Martin Lopez, one of our members down in Tucson, Omni Pool Builders and Design. He is the new president of the Pool and Hot Tub Alliance Southern Arizona chapter. He starts his term started his term January 1st. So just one more recognition of the leadership that our team of certified partners represents for you, the Arizona homeowner. We're here to protect you. We're here to inform you. We're here to educate you a little bit.
0: Can I say something real quick? Ooh. Yes. The phones are going crazy right now. If we have you on hold, stay on hold. We'll
2: get to
1: you. Okay. All right. All right. Very good. Now, with all this conversation about how busy we are, I, I again, uh, take a look at another study that came out of um, – The U of A, um, Economic and Business Research Center, that talks about where all the people are coming from that are moving to Arizona.
2: And there's a lot of them. You know, all we've talked about how hot the real estate market is. Do you know anyone that's sold their home or moved? I mean, you see all these homes for sale. I, I don't... I only know one person in the last year that sold their home. It's it's uh, it's, it's hard to it's, sell
1: knowing what it's going to cost to buy again. That
2: well that's exactly <laughs> it. So the people the people buying these are obviously out of state or uh an interesting statistic 1 in 5 homes last year were bought by an investor. So it could be uh a second and 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 the same thing uh the number of people buying a second home doubled last year. So, uh, you know, I, I think that statistic can kind of go hand in hand. A lot of people buying the property for investment, but also investors buying homes and turning them into, what do you call them? Short-term the rentals. VR, BOs. Yeah, what, what What is that? Vacation, Vacation rental by no. owner? Is mm-hmm. that what that That's stands for? That's one of them. Yeah.
0: Short-term rental. I've got a few in my neighborhood oh, yeah.
1: i got two or three. I, everybody does. And and the city of
0: Scottsdale <laughs> has been eyeing that very carefully. They're trying to help the homeowners like me. <laughs>
1: well, I believe, you know? <laughs> I believe a lot of the developers that are putting um, new subdivisions in will probably have it writ- be written into the CC&Rs. You know, most of the subdivisions built when your house was built in the 60s, uh, Central Scottsdale, rock-solid, bones masonry home none of those developers knew that this was going to become a trend and so now we're having to deal with it with city councils and sedona's fighting with it i was getting ready to say sedona
0: has a real issue with it
1: fiercely fiercely but that's for
2: another day well let's say let's talk about who your other neighbors are homeowners associations will probably start adopting rules to regulate that and uh, when you say new construction did you see that they're starting douglas ranch yeah i mean they've been talking about it for a long time but um jerry Calangelo went into partnership with the developer and uh if, if you're not familiar with the douglas ranch development west side of the white tanks off of i-10 the press release i saw said 300,000 home uh population but you look at douglas ranch website and they're they're fifty thousand <laughs> master plan community west of the white tanks
1: well let's continue this conversation about who your neighbor might be it is our topic of the hour but we do have callers that have lined up let's see if we can get adam on the line hey mr
0: adam yes uh i was replacing the floor in my house And in doing so, I found a lot of water damage and some mold around windows in my front door, and I I don't have the experience to replace that. And I was wondering maybe if you can touch bases on somebody that lives out in the Hidden Valley area of Maricopa that could uh, help me out with that project.
1: All right, the location's gonna be is gonna present a challenge. I may have to make a couple phone calls to see. Who would have the opportunity to run out there and check it out? Um that's the one dilemma we have with the more rural locations is getting people because we've got for most of the guys in serving Maricopa County, um that's a that's a one-hour drive one way. Uh windshield time when they've got the truck parked at a house and they're working with their tools, they're generally charging something in the neighborhood of $65 to $115 an hour. So to make it worth their while, they've got to charge you a trip charge. And they'll do that if their schedule allows. It is one of the ongoing challenges we have at Rosie on the House is filling in all those voids. But I do know some some electrical people out there some plumbing people out there uh air conditioning people out there let me let me call a couple of them this week and let them know what i'm looking for and see if they can give me somebody local it probably won't be a strictly rosy certified but i'll do a little vetting for you we've got your number and your name and where you live and uh, we'll we'll look into that this week for you all right adam we appreciate the call see if we can't help you out And then Michael and Gilbert wants to talk about drywall. Let's see if we can take a drywall question real quick. Good morning, Michael. Hi.
0: Uh, It's not specifically actually a drywall issue, but it's um, our back overhang and our patio, we moved in about three years ago, and the people before us put, like, vinyl siding, like panels basically over the drywall for the overhang, and it started to bubble. And then when we came home from a trip last week, three of the panels just literally fell and were hanging so we're basically not sure who we need to go at to fix it where who does that kind of thing and what we should do to fix it like to replace it because the panel the sidel what do we call it the siding vinyl panel stuff was not doing well
2: and and when that panel vinyl panel fell off what was behind it do you see the exposed lumber or is it the old
0: no, it's just drywall, and it was, like, glued up there, so that's why it started to, like, bow. Okay. We knew at some point it was going to probably come down because it was just, yeah, it just was a horrible job, whoever did it before. Let me
1: ask you one more question, Michael. Uh, did the drywall come down, too, or just the vinyl panels popped out?
0: So three of the panels had popped out, but the drywall is still up there, but we just pulled them down because it was kind of a safety issue hazard having kids yeah yeah with yeah those panels just like dangling
1: okay we're gonna take a little break here i'm gonna put you on hold i'll come back and kind of talk you through some options you have to get that put together and then we've got mary and albert and peggy all on hold we'll get to you right after this mm-hmm. Let's bring Michael back into the conversation. Calling from Gilbert, with a patio ceiling that was sheetrocked and then vinyl sided over the top of that. It's had some failure, uh, and he's he's asking for some a referral of someone who could do it for him. Michael, I'm gonna tell you, I would I would recommend a man by the name of Tom Booth, with one caveat. Said, Tom Booth. Say that. Uh huh. Booth. It's Booth Built Patio Products, but oh, I know the, the man,
2: products.
1: Okay. I, he is completely buried up in work. I talked to him just recently. Oh, okay. Uh, that's going to be the only <laughs> dilemma, but call him and talk to him. Let okay. him know we talked, and I gave you his name and number, and his phone number is 623-979-3339 and it's okay. booth built patio products he specializes in patio covers rolling shade screens and sunrooms as well as siding products just like the one you're dealing with so give tom a call michael and go from there
0: thank you appreciate
1: it okay man happy new year have a great weekend so we still have Peggy and we still have micah roll me real quick back to the study on uh from arizona's a- economy Incoming imports, in migration. I was surprised with the report on where
2: they were all coming from. Well, you know the obvious. What were the not-so-obvious?
0: California, here we come. Right, That's the obvious.
1: California, by far and away, is the number one state people are moving from to get to
2: Arizona. I was surprised. And so many of them are used to long commutes. You could, they could move into Douglas Ranch, drive back to San Diego, and have the same commute.
1: <laughs> or, <laughs> that or if their work environment has gone completely remote, they don't have to leave their job in Huntington Beach, and they can live in Glendale.
2: And I and we're going to fraction sp- of for a
1: fraction of the cost.
2: Yeah, Ran the into an old,
1: old friend up in the White Mountains. Hadn't seen him in 30 years. We played football together at Saguaro High School. And I bumped into him on the streets of a town in in White Mountains. He had moved to California, became an attorney, and sold his house in Escondido. Moved to this little town in the White Mountains. And he says, Rosie, I got enough money left over. (laughs) I never have to work another day of my Uh, life.
2: The median home price between the two states is... Almost a $300,000 difference. So it's double. Yeah, you, you sell out there, you buy out here, got you lots got a couple over. hundred thousand left over. So California... I mean, that's assuming you didn't have a mortgage and, you know, Ca- yeah.
1: California sends us more people than any other city. I was surprised the other two states that round out the top three were Texas and Washington.
2: Texas surprises me. Washington doesn't. It surprised me, too. Yeah, because
0: I know one study, most Californians are moving to Texas. Yeah, Yeah, uh, that's that's right. right.
2: The the three locations outside of – that Californians are going to was uh, Arizona, Texas, and Florida. But Texas moving to Arizona? That one surprises me. It does. Is that – I'd well, like to know, is there an industry relocation? Maybe they were on the grid that?
0: last year and experienced that and went, nope, well, not they, again. <laughs> yeah, that, may, that may
1: be it, that big freeze <laughs> across Texas. But one of the reasons that's driving the in- migration is Phoenix and Tucson are both below the national average cost of living. Portland, Denver, San Diego, and Los Angeles, uh, virtually any city in, in California, or, and Seattle, can be as high as 31% above the average cost of living. So we're trying in the month of January to talk about neighbors and be a good neighbor. And we're having a growth curve with Maricopa County being the fastest-growing county in all of America for the last couple years, uh, primarily. Uh, You're meeting new people all the time. Let's welcome them. Let's make them a part of the Arizona community and uh, do what we can to make them feel welcome. I can tell you, having moved here as a kid in 1966, um, but made a living from the growth it's a bittersweet situation. <laughs> Arizona was sure a great little state with 2.1 million people now I think we're approaching eight and it's still a great state. Just just got a little bit more traffic. a few more people out there camping under my favorite camping trees and fishing my favorite fishing holes. But welcome to all of you. Shall we try shall we try and get Peggy in here real quick? Let's see if we can get Peggy's question and then I see Mary is on hold. Next, there is one open line at 1-888-767-4348. let us let's get Peggy in real quick. Real quick. Okay. All right, Peggy. Go, Peggy.
3: Hi. I had a question regarding a shower stall. It is cracked all the way around. I had someone look at it here locally. I live in the White Mountains in a small town, and I was given a bid for replacing the shower which would include removal and replacement. I was given a bid of about $2,000. I was told that the pan is not supported underneath and it's falling through. However, when I said, okay, that sounds fine, they said they would not warranty the work but would have to do something different and charge me $3,000.
1: Okay, Peggy, hold on. I'm going to need a little bit more information. We're going to have a break for bottom-of-the-hour news here. We're going to put you on hold, and we'll come back to your shower pan and your proposal right after this. Hang on. about the time, I was thinking about maybe trading in my 2014 Raptor, I took the opportunity last week to run across southern Arizona, down in some of the most beautiful country in the whole state, Cochise County, Santa Cruz County, love that area down there, and had a couple passengers with me. And they just couldn't believe how that truck ran and how it handled the washboard roads and how we could travel comfortably and safely considerably quicker than the other trucks that we're trying to, we were trying to hang with. So I'm, I'm probably going to hang on to that old Raptor for a little little bit longer. But we did pick up a Ranger. The uh, Raptor came from Sanderson Fort. The Ranger came. From Sanderson Ford. All the F 150s and 250s in the fleet came from Sanderson Ford. Jennifer's Expedition came from Sanderson Ford. My daughter's Explorer. When we're shopping cars, we're shopping Ford as the Romero family. And when we're shopping Ford, we're going to the number one dealership in America, Sanderson Ford, located right here in Glendale, Arizona. You can't go wrong. And I tell you what, for any of you, New people into town that have moved in and are looking for establishing a relationship with a car dealer. I couldn't encourage you enough to get over and meet the people at Sanders Ford. It's no hassle. It's no arm twisting. No ear pinching. It's just let's sit down and talk about this new vehicle or certified used vehicle. It's all done professionally like no other car dealer I've ever been at. Sanderson Ford. If you're car shopping, car shop Ford. And if you're shopping Ford, go car shop Sanderson Ford.
2: Continuing our conversation, we were on the line with Peggy talking about a little bit of remodeling that's required for her shower in a little town in the White Mountains. And she surprised me on a couple things. She mentioned she had an actual
1: quote from someone that was going to replace a shower for two thousand dollars, or include the pan removal for three. Give me a little more information on that, Peggy.
3: So replacing it would be repairing the pan and replacing the shower because of the way it's built. It has cultured marble or faux marble. Okay. So they would remove it and uh, fix it, but in order to do the job under warranty, the price went up a thousand dollars. And I I don't know who to trust up here. Uh, that stunned me, as I mentioned, and I'm I'm just um, at a loss of where to go next. Are they? There is a tub attached. Okay. Are, they, are the are they a, are they a and licensed
1: and bonded, insured contractor? Yes. Okay.
3: And they've been up up here for quite a long time. Okay. So and happened also to be my neighbor. Okay. Which makes it a sticky wicket. Yeah,
1: it does. Honestly. Yes, it does. It does. That adds a, a dimension. Well, I
2: will say one thing about small town contractors. If they've been around a long time, you can't really be a dishonest contractor and stay in a small town very long. They run you
1: out pretty quick. Um, or you just
2: run out of customers.
1: But adding a warranty for $1,000, I would just need to know a lot more about what it is he's seeing is the tub coming out, and you putting a shower in?
3: Well, that was my thought later because if they're going to have, I would like a bigger shower. Seriously, it's about one person's width. Okay. It's, you barely turn around in it. It's really small. So I thought, well, we're going to go to the expense and the the remodel problems. I'd rather just have a bigger shower and or add. A maybe a clawfoot tub, a small one. I don't use this gigantic uh, soaking tub. It's a jacuzzi. The shower is a jacuzzi. Okay. It was, you know, it's a set.
1: Well, I think, I think we'll have to go offline, and I'll have to have you send me a couple pictures because the prices you're telling me um, are astonishingly
2: low, very
1: low. And I'll tell you that if we're going to come a home in our service area and fill in a sunken shower put in a pan put in new surround walls you're not going to do that without replacing the plumbing fixtures and update those good you probably are going to update some lighting there isn't any way we can get in and get that done for under twenty thousand dollars so i'm extremely perplexed on what product is he planning on using And what exactly is he trying to get done? Because for $2,000, he's getting in and out of there in less than just a day or two. Is there a permit pulled? Are there going to be inspections? Uh, And because he's licensed, bonded, and insured, he has to warranty the work. Technically, warranty is not the right word. But if he's licensed for two years after he completes the job, you have a right to have the work inspected by the registrar of contractors. So still, there's a lot more I'm going to need to get to the bottom, too, for you, Peggy. I hope in sharing my questions, I've helped educate other people that might be listening. Now, one of the things we were talking about before we get to Betty uh, or Mary is this concept of welcoming your neighbors and knowing, knowing who your neighbors are. Jennifer, you did a little research on a couple apps. One, I've, I've got to where I use quite regularly.
4: Well, what I did was I just Googled neighborhood watch. That was what we did in the old days is you had neighborhood watch. And if you have it in your neighborhood, it's a little uh, logo with a boogeyman and a line through him. Yeah, And that's that means that your neighbor, that neighborhood has a neighborhood watch and there are eyes on you. So that's a really great way to protect your neighborhood. And to get those started, it's um, a matter of recruiting your neighbors, contacting the police. They have a program in place where they can help you define maybe what the issues are and what you might be looking for and how to keep your neighbor safe. But in the digital age, they have um, married up with the Nextdoor app, which we happen to use, and it's wonderful. Um, You know, it's a real, it's a, you can get notifications, push notifications, of things going in your neighborhood. You can ask questions, hey, who do you use for this and who do you use for that? And, um, you know, it's just, it's just a great way to meet your neighbors. Of course, Neighborhood Watch wants you to meet your people in person, and they would encourage you to use that app to invite your neighbors to an event or maybe meet somebody for coffee or or that sort of thing to, to really get to know people. But, um, you know, we had a situation in our neighborhood recently uh, that called for the police. And um, we will discuss that under the topic of Airbnb in the next segment. <laughs> but, um, you know, it was really great because it was two o'clock in the morning. You pick up and there's notifications on your app. I heard this. Did you hear that? I see this. I see that. So it it gives you a layer of safety just because you know what's going on. So anyway, if you sign up for the Nextdoor app, you can sign up for your own neighborhood. And then it's it's supposed to be, I'm sure there's ways to hack into that, but it's supposed to be people in your very immediate neighborhood.
1: It's, it is supposed to be. And uh, I, I was on it just uh, yesterday uh, because I get push notifications of people looking for plumbers or painters or whatever, and I try and help them out. Uh, but one user... One homeowner in the area said, Be very careful using this website. Because I was looking for a painter and found out the painter came from all the way across town, wasn't one of my local neighborhood tradespeople. And he confessed to her, Oh, I give artificial addresses in all these, so I I get all the inquiries from the best neighborhoods. So she was she so proceed with caution, but Next door has been extremely informative, I think, as well as with our ring doorbells. Yeah, I know more about what's going on in my neighborhood. Um, I I don't leave the house unlocked anymore. I'll tell you that. I used to go off and leave it unlocked all the time.
4: Um. Well, next door, I just wanted to tell you about one little great. Resource on there. It's called the Virtual Neighborhood Watch Guide, and they have about ten things on there of things to be watching for. You know, maybe somebody driving around the neighborhood too many times that you don't know, or somebody uh, maybe walking up to a neighbor's house and you don't know who it is, or maybe it's a you know somebody coming as APS and they don't have a truck or a card, right? Or it's somebody telling you they have great product, they use your neighbor's house and they have some left over. Just all those things that we talk about. Um, and keeping safe, but you are never obligated to open your door. But anyway, this is just one more layer to keep yourself and your neighbors safe.
1: All right. Let's get to Betty real quick, and then we'll get to Mary, all on hold with questions about their house, home, castle, or cabin. Good morning, Betty.
4: Good morning, Romy. Um, I live out in Sun City West, and we have an aluminum roof over our enclosed screen patio. And uh, this is about 35 years old because I think it went up with the house. In the past year or so, we have noticed some little pinholes. And when it we get a driving rain, we get some drops coming down into the patio. Um, and there's one section where it appears that two pieces are put.
1: Oh, man. Uh-oh. We lost the call. Um, I, I will tell you, in Sun City, uh, The aluminum roof shade covers. I'm going to give you the same name that I gave just a minute ago. It's Booth Built. Uh, He's actually located out in Glendale. Give him a call. Tom Booth. 623-979-3339. And he'll be able to talk you through all the options you have for making the repair of Uh, that old leaking unit or whether it's time maybe we have to completely replace it. So Tom Booth, Booth Built. Let's see if we can get down to Green Valley. Mary wants to talk about hanging a picture. Hi. Good morning.
3: Hi. Thanks for taking my question.
1: You bet. What are you trying Uh, to get done?
3: Well, my, my walls are snap block and I want to hang pictures. And I'm not really sure how to do that on cement block.
1: And how heavy a picture are we trying to hang, Mary?
3: Well, I don't think they're particularly heavy. The biggest one is probably eighteen by twenty-four, and the rest of them are quite small.
2: Okay. Uh, so
3: we're not talking a big weight. I just didn't know that I could whether I could pound a nail into a cement block.
1: Well, they make special nails called cut nails that are made to be put into concrete block and or the mortar joints Um, the dilemma is when you get that painting centered where you want it you can't always count on being able to put that cut nail into a mortar joint because it won't center the picture where you want it so you could do an eight penny cut nail uh, the other thing you could do is you could get a masonry drill bit and and drill a quarter inch uh, hole and get a quarter inch plastic zert or lead sleeve and set a screw in there and then hang it from there. If you're going to hang anything over about five or six or seven pounds, that's what I would recommend. If we're just hanging real lightweight products, you could probably get by with a cut nail, but... But I'll tell you, Mary, setting a cut nail is a little bit tricky if you're not used to it. Try and do it somewheres that it's not going to show. If, if you don't hit it just right and, and it's, you, you're going to crush your finger <laughs> or you're going to take a chip out of the wall. Uh, so go to a back patio around the corner by a closet. Try pounding a couple six penny cut nails into the wall to get the feel for it. And then you'll be set to go inside do your layout determine where you want to set it and set it the important thing about cut nails uh, is don't just peck at it like a woodpecker pecking at the wood put it where you want it and try and just swing it one or two times really good and set the nail hard if you're not used to cut nails go to that drill bit go to the plastic uh, we call plastic zerts or the lead sleeve And that'll be a great way to do it. You've got a couple great uh, Ace Hardware stores right there in Green Valley that can coach you through it, show you exactly what you need. Mary, we appreciate the call. Thanks a million.
2: Who are the people in your neighborhood? In your neighborhood, in your neighborhood. Say, who are the people in your neighborhood? The
3: people that you meet each day. Oh, hi there, little fella. Oh.
1: We're here taking Arizona homeowners phone calls about remodeling, repair, maintenance projects around their home and talking a bit about this hour, about all of the new people moving to Arizona and who are your neighbors and how you might be able to open the door to introduce them and make them feel welcome.
4: Yeah, we have a great place to be, you know, and um, about... Somewhere along the way, many years, several years ago, um, people just realized that they could rent out their home on a short-term basis and make a little money. You know, if I'm not going to be home, I might as well rent my home out. And um, in 2016, government, Governor Ducey signed in a bill that allowed that to be a thing. And they've tried many things to regulate that. So This falls under the heading of VRBO or Airbnb, but there's many other ways. There are, yeah. uh, Now, so it's really hard to track. So, that is one good reason to be on your neighborhood watch is to find out which homes are permanently uh, empty or being used for other purposes. Um, So, anyway, um, you know, there are great. We, use, we have used them. Our family has used them when they come to town. It's great to have the extra space. You're not limited by lobbies and hotel rules and all that stuff. You have your own kitchen, your own yard, you have privacy, you can come and go. But the problem comes in for the neighbors when those homes are overstuffed or um, they're supposed to be a limit. And during COVID, there was even more of a limit. I think that's pretty much over now. Um, but there was supposed to be a limit. And then, of course, noise can be in an issue if there's parties. And we recently found out in our neighborhood that there's one for rent that's actually advertised as an event venue. And we woke up one night to about 150 gunshots. An, 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 an event, a real event. Uh, <laughs> helicopters overhead, sirens screaming, cars screeching. We picked up our neighborhood watch app and found out, hey, we've got people banging on our doors. There's people running through the neighborhood. Um, we see the police have got this one guy. You know, blah blah blah. It's gonna be
1: it's gonna be interesting to see how homeowners associations, city councils, uh, and future CC&Rs all deal with this right of uh, leasing your house out. It's interesting. It's an interesting concept that the the corporation. That rents more rooms per night than anybody doesn't own one property. There are more rooms booked by VRBO than Hyatt Hilton. <laughs> they don't they, don't they don't own. They don't own a single bed or a window or a toilet. And they rent more rooms than anybody. It's like it's like the third party uh, transportation facilities, they pay, they give more people rides than anybody in world and they don't even own a car or a vehicle. Interesting.
4: Yeah. So if you are having issues with them in your neighborhood and you want to know what to do about it, you really do have to start at the grassroots level. Call a meeting with your city council, with your neighborhood, and then you know you would be. At- May even, there was a case in Phoenix where the CCNRs had expired, and they actually hired an attorney, and they won because this house was renting out every day. It was, um, but there's certain restrictions they put on them. In some places, you can only be in a v, it only qualifies as a VRB, oh, under a certain amount of days, so they could stay like no more than five or six days. And then there's other places where they have decided to put into place rules that say you cannot rent out a house for less than 30 or 60 or 90 days. So that the, both of those cut out kind of some of the, the drama, but it, it is it is work to get in there and figure out what are your CCNRs, and rs what are your HOAs, what's going on, and how do I fix it?
1: And how can you as a homeowner stop this type of VRBO that advertises? The VRBO contract states no more than six adults occupied, but yet on the website for this facility, it says sleeps eighteen.
4: <laughs> and i think there was many more <laughs> uh, yeah there were
1: many more so, Well, it'll it'll be interesting it's our first encounter i've i've heard a lot of people complaining about it particularly um in the nicer neighborhoods uh where people take the opportunity
2: to crash it and make it a big party house you know and and the, but on the flip side you know it, they are really do have their place um the National Finals Rodeo in Las Vegas, 10 days. You know what it's like sleeping in a hotel for 10 days and then just go get a, uh, a house to stay in? Um,
4: it's cheaper in the long run. You're not rent, You know, having to oh, do two and, or and, three rooms. You have one house.
2: And being able to prepare your own meals, you're not constantly having to eat out or out of an ice chest. I mean, it, it has a huge application. But we had some people that we know, the... The home that they rented had one of those cameras on the front door. And because too many people had come to the house in one day, the homeowner called them and kicked them out. So you could have a bad landlord VRBO just as bad as you can have a bad renter as well.